Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I want to talk more about this dream that Dana Coverstone had called The Specialist. So I'm going to title this The Specialist, and I think it's bringing some real important points out. So let's go into it. First of all, uh, as you look back on the Coverstone dreams, the, the purpose of them is not predicting the future. It's really, uh, they're not guaranteed to come to pass. As a matter of fact, I think it's saying that they're guaranteed to come to pass unless there is a lot of repentance, which has not taken place so well so far, and a lot of prayer. I think that they are a warning. I think that what we're seeing is in this particular dream, according to the angel that talked to him, is that this is the present future. In other words, if everything continues as it is, if there's no intercessory prayer to soften or delay, this is what's coming. It is not saying that it can't be changed. I think that if we pray, and we must pray, I think it can be softened and delayed. That's the reason it was given to us. Hopefully, we will soften or delay it. Okay, so let me get through and read the dream. I read it in yesterday's broadcast, so I'm going to move a little faster. I'm going to just get to points, and I've got some very important points at the end of it. Okay, so September 23rd, 2021, The Specialist, given to Dana Coverstone. The dream began with me in a doctor's office at the local clinic where I was being informed of the level of pneumonia that I'd had at the time, and I could, could expect to be healed completely from it. The doctor then informed me that a specialist would be in to see me in a few moments, and I should watch the medical information screening across the TV in the room in the meantime. The room darkened, and the screen revealed running taglines saying things like, Avoid the unvaccinated. These people are dangerous. Please inform authorities of all sightings. Now, in other words, this is probably coming, and I can show you other articles saying it's already in the process of being set up. Then the screen showed a group of about eight people running into a ditch near a field of corn that had not been harvested yet. They carried backpacks and several large brown tarps. I believe the brown tarps were to cover them so that these people searching for them could not spot them via their body heat. So, in other words, it's not that they were cold, it's that they were, they were looking for them for infrared. That means high tech is going to be used to search for Christians. The sun was setting. They had two scouts closely watching ahead of them and two scouts behind. When lights appeared on the road in either direction, they quickly ran into the field about 30 feet, covered themselves with a tarp, and laid extremely still, meaning... They're not just looking for them with infrared, but they're listening also. Just keep that in mind, because we may be one of them out there running and hiding. We need to know that they're using high tech to find us. No movement and no noise was made until the vehicle was well out of sight. It was coordinated effort among the people, including children and dogs. As the threat passed, the people emerged. They ran straight ahead until they came to a T in the road. Scouts on the other side of the road near the railroad tracked flashlights telling them it was clear to cross. They all ran quickly. Once they reached the to the ditch, a light blinked from the window of the garage of a home. By now it was dark, so the scouts started quietly, quickly, moving few people at a time. They had to lay flat on their stomachs as they crawled on the ground, basically. The group crawled through the window, and just as it closed, helicopters appeared overhead with searchlights searching the area that they had just left. Now, I believe that's telling us that they had already spotted them by satellite, 
dispatched the helicopters, and of course they were using infrared and whatever high-tech they could use to spot the people. The scene changed to an EMS alert. The signal blared loud with a reporter saying martial law had been declared. Now, what do you suppose that is? Do you suppose that that might be the martial law that takes over the EMS alert that announces that there is an internal revolution? Could that be the thing that we're actually hoping turns America around? Well, it could be. I'd like to think it's something a little later. I'd like to think that it's much later. I'd like to think that we could pray this whole thing away or soften it or at least delay it. Anyone caught outside after 7 p.m. would be arrested and taken to the local COVID Authority Bureau for processing and fined up to $10,000. The reporter kept saying, if you see something, say something. Safeguard your community from the dangerous assailants. Do your country proud and turn them in. Hmm. I'm going to show you something just a second that confirms that. The screen changed back to the people being hogtied and thrown into the back of the cattle trucks and hauled off. But I need to say that I've changed this a little bit so it flows better on radio, just to let you know. The people inside were yelling and screaming at the handlers, and the handlers were all well-armed. They used electric shock cattle prods to shock the people to back up. The scene changed again to a medical laboratory. Professionals wearing white lab coats and face shields were watching a large glass tube the size of a hot tub filled with a red substance, which appeared to be blood. It was thick and had light and lasers shining into it. It churned as if it was boiling. It slightly changed with a bright, dark blood appearance. There were four people strapped to the beds, held down by their necks, chest, hips, feet, and hands. They had no fear. They were obviously sick, inflamed, and dying. One of the lab coat people dipped a pitcher into the vat of the blood-looking substance and poured it into four smaller cups. There was one caretaker for each person. They poured a few drops on each person's forehead. Each person started moving and moaning a bit and then were asked how they felt. One older lady said she felt pain leaving her hip and began to laugh. Then suddenly started convulsing and screaming and died as her heart monitor was beeping furiously. The caretaker made notes on the chart and did not seem one bit alarmed at her death. Now, I'm making this video-wise, so if you're listening audio-wise, you, on this one, you probably want to go and watch the video, too. The next two men were young and shaking nervously. One said he was feeling heat in his chest and the younger in the spirit, setting, uh, suddenly his mind snapped and seemed to have a stroke and stopped moving. The caretaker took notes and covered the young man's face with a sheet. By now, the third young man was shaking so uncontrollably, he was shaking the bed. He was going in and out of consciousness. The caretaker um, of him took the caretaker had uh, didn't word that right. The caretaker took him to be taken to the secondary observation room, where they seemed to have had some success there. The last young lady begged them not to do anything more to her. The caretaker gave her a shot, and moments later, she had a stroke and died. The caretaker made a nod. The screen went blank, and the man I see often walked in. He said. I take it you are the specialist, the specialist said. You're right, and I will explain to you what you've seen if you would like to understand. He simply said, please. You're seeing the present future. Now listen carefully to this. You're seeing the present future. Notice he didn't say you're seeing the future. He didn't say a guaranteed future. He said the present future. I think every word is important here. I think when he's saying the present future, he's saying 
at this point. This is the direction everything is marching. But indirectly, I believe he's saying also that we can change it. We can soften or delay. What you're seeing is the present future and the coming conservative purge. Again, this is what they have planned, just like the good guys have planned to take over and fix our nation. They both have plans. But the question about who wins is up to us. It's what we say out of our mouth that matters. It's up to us as Christians, as believers. The Antichrist spirit is here, and yet they began to make purchase to deceive the world with healing blood that will mock the blood of Christ. This blood is not my blood and will never heal or forgive or restore. But they must make it appear to have power even if it is empty. Yet many will claim and empty their will to declare its worthless virtue. So this blood is something... I suspect that it changes their DNA if they can live. If they don't live, then their spirit wasn't meant to become a demon. Now, maybe I'll talk about that in the next broadcast. That takes more explanation. You must stay braced. Every believer is about to have the bracing revealed, meaning our sins are going to be revealed or our blessings are going to be. In other words, who we are is about to be revealed. Why is that? Because the mark of the beast is about to come out. I believe that's what it's saying. In other words, there's about to be a test like we've never had a test. Every believer is about to have their bracing revealed and the foundation uncovered. As the specialist, I warn you to take the salve from your eyes. Stop coating your life with wine. Now remember, wine is sin. And stay fully sober as the day has arrived. The day has arrived. The day has arrived. What's he talking about? I believe it's saying that the mark of the beast is about to be implemented, and it might be saying that the tribulation has started. For the testing of your life, I believe wine equals sin. The day may be the tribulation. The testing of your life is probably the mark of the beast. I'll say it again. The wine here is probably referring to sin. The day may be starting of the tribulation. I didn't say it is the tribulation starting. Please quote me accurately. And the test of your life, in my opinion, without a question, is going to be the mark of the beast. Now, let's back up what he said. He said, what you're seeing is a present future and the coming conservative purge. Remember that? I'm going to talk about that. Then he went on to say, stop coating your life with sin. The day has arrived. The testing of your life. What is that test? I believe this is the test of the life. There are four things we absolutely positively must not do. Two of them involve bending the knee. Two of them involve taking a mark. One is, according to Revelation 15.2, I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and then they got in victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, over the number of his name. So the we can't worship the beast or his image, and we cannot take the mark or the number of his name. And that is actually what they look like. I have three different people that say that's what the mark of the beast looks like, and two different people say that God showed them this is the number of the beast. That's very similar to what it's going to look like. Let me uh, read uh, just briefly from a few scriptures that confirm in the Bible that there's going to be a conservative purge. Revelation 6, 9. And when he opened the fifth seal, that means that this is somewhere near the fifth out of the seven years. I saw unto the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. 
and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? And white robes are given to every one of them. And it said to them that they should rest yet for a little season till our fellow servants and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled, meaning some people should be killed. <laughs> it's God's will that they be killed. What? That's what the Bible says. Why? Why do you think John the Baptist was beheaded? Because it was a blessing. Why do you think God allowed Samson to be killed? It was a blessing for him. It's a blessing, and this is what we have trouble getting into our thick skulls as Christians. It's a blessing to die for Jesus. What? Now, now think it through. It's a blessing. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed and I said, Lord, please allow me to give my life to be glorified for you in Jesus' name. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And then I skip on down. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, skipping. God hath avenged you on her, skipping. The blood of the prophets and the saints. So there's plenty of evidence that, yes, there's going to be a conservative purge. He then touched my forehead, continuing with the coverstone dream, leaving an ashen mark with his fingerprint in it. Then he reached into his left jacket pocket and put it with his right hand and took out a small white cloth and wiped it off. He said, now listen carefully, I am marking those who are mine, and I will walk beside them in fire. Is that saying the suitcase and nukes are soon to hit? And here's a bigger question. Did he just hint that there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture? Let's read it again. Is that what he's saying? I am marking those who are mine, and I will walk beside them in fire. If there was a pre-trib rapture, would he have said it this way? I'm marking those who will soon be pulled out to avoid the trouble. I didn't write it. Let's read it again. I'm marking those who are mine, and I walk beside those in the fire, meaning he's going to be with us. Just like he told me, I will never leave them nor forsake them. Even though some of you here in this country will meet me soon on the other side, he just said there's about to be a lot of Christians in this country killed. Now, I don't know if that's from an earthquake. I don't know if that's from a meteor or tsunami. I don't know if that's suitcase nukes, but we know there's a lot of prophecies said it's coming. He grabbed me by the hand and squeezed me until I could feel goodness and virtue coming into my body. Then he said, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. It says in Revelation, I think it's like 2.10, it says, be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Now, let's go on to a couple more points. See, he said the Antichrist spirit is here, but I'm going to say that the scriptures kind of say it's actually already here. So it's not trying to say that the Antichrist spirit, like John 2, 1 John 2.18 says, where it says, little children, it is the last time. And as you've heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many Antichrists. Then you jump to 1 John 4.3. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come to the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Then, Second John 1, 7, For many deceivers are in to enter the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come to the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. That's three verses that say the spirit of Antichrist is already here. So why would the angel speaking to Dana Coverstone say, the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. I don't think he was saying that. I think that he was saying that the beast that currently is falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit has been released. Revelation 6.1, I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. That 
is the start of the seven-year tribulation, when the first seal is opened. And at that moment, the beast is released from falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit. And then he, he comes into the world for exactly 2,520 days, or seven years. But he is not allowed to rule except for three and a half years, or 42 months, or time times the dividing time, which is the last three and a half years of the tribulation. It takes him about three and a half years to rise to that power. That's the reason Daniel chapter 7 says there are ten kings. And then he overcomes three, and then the Antichrist becomes the eighth one of those ten. And then he takes over the world. That's where he goes and commits the abomination of desolation, steps on the Ark of the Covenant, which is the throne of God, the gold-covered chair, proclaims himself God, the uh, image of the beast, said, that's him, everybody got to worship him and be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark in the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him to have to understand. He count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, his number is 603 score and 6. Now, let's go on to the next point. Now let's talk about the Jubilee. So the Jubilee, there is a Shemitah that is seven years. And seven of those seven years, at that point, is 49 years. And that 50th year is what is called a Jubilee, according to the Scripture. Now I'm just going to summarize it here real quick. So in the seventh, or the 49th year, the trumpet of the Jubilee sounds on the 10th day of the seventh month in the Day of Atonement. Liberty is proclaimed through the land, returned every man his possession. Now, I suspect that that's when Proverbs thirteen twenty two will be fulfilled. That's probably when the old paper swift system of paper and coins we're currently under is probably going to go, go away, according to finalwakeupcall.info, and they'll bring in a new quantum financial system, a digital system. As you recall, Henry... Kissinger was quoted as saying, he who controls food controls people. He who controls energy can control whole continents. But he who controls money can control the whole world. And he causeth all both small. So it's probably all now in the process of taking place. We're probably about to see, I don't know how long, I don't know if it's weeks, months, or within a year or so, I don't know. But we're probably about to see a new quantum financial system come in. The old paper currency go away. The new digital currency come in. This is all part of it. It's all fitting together perfectly. Now, this was a black and white cow I talked about yesterday. You see on his forehead a perfect seven. Then the next day, a red cow with a scribbled seven was born. They were both exposed to the public on a Shemitah. A Shemitah only happens every seven years. So the interpretation, if it's a prophecy, and I believe it is, the interpretation seems to be hinting that the last seven years of plenty started September 25th of 2014. I'll say it again. The last seven years of plenty, the black and white cow, started September 25th, 2014 on Shemitah, or the Feast of Trumpets. Then the seven last seven years, or the seven years of famine, or the red cow, started September 6, 2021, as in just a few weeks ago. September 6, 2021, I believe the famine, seven years of famine, began. Then that would put September 21 of 2028 would be the return of Jesus. Now, did I say Jesus was going to return in 2028? Watch. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying that if the two cows are a prophecy, 
And if we have interpreted the prophecy correctly, then that is exactly what it would be saying. Did Stan Johnson say that? No, he didn't. But if we, you and I, if we have interpreted these two cows, if it is a prophecy, what are the chances two cows with a seven on the forehead are born the same day? Okay, exactly on a Shemitah. If that's a prophecy, then that would be exactly what the prophecy is saying. I am not making a prophecy. I'm not saying. I, I believe I will say that in, at least in my heart, in my preparations, I am believing that September, September 6, 2021 did begin seven years of famine. I am not ready to say in 2028, September 21, Jesus is going to return. I'm going to be watching that date, but I'm not ready to say that. Now let's go to Terry Bennett. So what happened? December 10, 2020, excuse me, December 10, 2001. He says, Gabriel showed up and spoke to him over several days and showed him that there was going to be a 21-year period or three sets of seven-year time frames. Got it? Three sets of seven. Told him what was going to happen in these years. Now, let me just say in advance, we have fasted, we have prayed a lot to have a softening and delay. So if we see some of these prophecies softened, and we have, delayed, and we have, instead of saying, false prophet, we need to say, thank you for hearing our prayers. These are warnings. They're not guarantees. He divided the period into three seven-year periods. He then spoke about each seven-year period, revealing what would be the predominant issue during that seven-year period. As Gabriel spoke, Terry was shown visions allowing him to see the events happening. Now, let's explore what was said, because this fits into the Coverstone dream. Period 1, 2008 to 2015. This is the summarized version. He says, United States will be no longer the number one nation in the world economically and militarily. He said 2008, remember he was told this in 2001, would be the beginning of economic sorrows. Did we have an economic problem in 2008? We sure did. The whole world about went into an economic meltdown. Then it says, during this time, the great economic wealth of the United States would be neutralized. The military power of the United States would be greatly diminished. Was it? Yep. And if not for Trump, it'd still be that way. The economic problems would be the primary cause of the military power being weakened. There will be a change in the U.S. currency. Has that happened? Nope. Not yet. However, I think it's been just softened and delayed. I think it's Proverbs 13.22. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I think it is in the process now, according to finalwakeupcall.info. There will be a change in the U.S. currency. A different currency is going to come at least one. That will entail us no longer being the reserve currency of the world. The economic problems of the first seven-year period. Now, here's let's go to period two. The economic problems of the first seven-year period would be the primary cause for the next major issue occurring during the second time period from 2015 to 2021. From 2014 to 15 would be a transitional year leading to the next seven-year period, which would be a time of dramatic changes in governments. Okay, what happened 2014-2015? We saw DJT put in his candidacy and when the presidency, and yeah, that was a big change. And it wasn't just in America, it was around the world. Okay, he made a big change. What the United States is going to go through is civil conflict, civil war. Civil conflict? Yep, we got that so far. Civil war? Mm, some people would say we're in it. Some people say it's not that bad yet, but we're certainly getting close. Then invasion. 
This will greatly diminish the desire of the spirit of Antichrist. Look at those words. Spirit of Antichrist. That's the same thing Coverstone was told. Greatly diminish the desire of the spirit of Antichrist Antichrist to take hold of this nation. So there was a side of it, particularly if we pray, that all of this would result in a blessing from the Lord to keep us from the domain of the spirit of Antichrist. But now the angel just told him the spirit of Antichrist is here. Now, the spirit of Antichrist was here 2,000 years ago, so I don't think it's talking about that spirit of Antichrist. The only way I conclude conclude that is it might be saying that the beast has been released. It might be saying that the first seal is open. Yes, I know Ken Peter saw that there was a long, loud horn honk, but there's no scripture guarantee that we get to hear it. I know he saw that there were graves opened, exploded open, dirt flying, people standing around the graves in white choir robes. But there's no scriptural guarantee that we get to see it. Okay? Now, you'd think if graves were exploded with dirt flying in the air, we'd see that. That's not the Bible. Okay, so I'm, I'm only saying don't use Ken Peters to say, oh, no, the tribulation hasn't started. Okay? Let's move on. In the governmental arena, we will go through dramatic change in our government. Did that happen? (laughs) It's still happening. And there will be a time of anarchy and chaos, like starting in about 2020. For a while, we'll have a fractional government, or our government come down to the state level. This hasn't happened yet, but it may happen any week now. Fractional government, government come down to the state level because the military will step in and seize control of our federal government. The military will step in and seize control of our federal government. The military will step in and seize control of our federal government. What do you call that? He says, well, you call it a coup, but in all honesty, it'll be to help our nation. That's why the military will step in. Here's what Dimitri Dudeman was told. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution. Same thing. That's it. That's it right there. Except Dimitri was told that in 1984, and this guy was told it in 2001. Oh, now we got in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let's go on. Lawlessness and chaos was shown to me in civil unrest. Now listen to this one. When the checks from our government stop coming to the people, the chaos will ensue. Now, I could have pulled up a bunch of articles on this, but I'll just say it from the top of my head. Uh, September 1, according to one article... The COVID money is no longer going out to 12 million people. Well, that's going to cause some problems. And then right now, as of, as of September 31st, we must have our debt ceiling raised or we're going to default on our loans. If we default on our loans, that dollar is going to become worthless almost overnight. Hmm. Just like two of the prophets said, it'll fall quickly. Most people will lose their wealth almost overnight. So here we are. We're at, the, at all of this stuff, much of this stuff, starting right now. Let's go on. We're going to see major change in our government. The great economic turmoil in the 2014-15 year of transition will bring on these changes in government. Then there will arise a new government in Europe. We have not seen that yet. Which Gabriel warned me, keep your eyes on four nations. They are the signposts to what is coming. Keep your eyes on Greece, Italy, Spain. And France. Greece is going to want another Alexander the Great. Italy is going to want another emperor. Spain is going to want a king and a queen. France is going to want another Napoleon. But Satan is going to provide all three in what we call the Antichrist or correctly called the beast. And they will say yes. Through chaos, they will gain control. The chaos will be created purpose- purposeful. 
while other chaotic events will become will come because once they get chaos going, they'll be enabled to control it. The economic chaos will lead to a dramatic governmental change in Europe and in America. It will begin in the economic arena and then go forth into the governmental area. Major governmental changes are going to happen in various parts of the world, particularly Europe. Well, they've already started happening in the U.S. Now let's go to period three. Now let me just start with a question. As we go through this, I want you to ask yourself, does he say that this is the start of the tribulation, the years from 2022 to 2028? Does he say that? And I'm going to say, no, he doesn't. But does he infer that? I'm going to say, yes, he does. Just like the dream from Coverstone. Does the angel say that this is the beast that's been released from the bottomless pit, the first seal is open, and the tribulation start? No, he doesn't. But could you infer it? Yes, you could. Let's go on. So he says the governmental troubles will be in preparation, particularly in Europe, for the rising, here it is, same words, for the spirit of Antichrist. Same words. Spirit of Antichrist, what is coming is called the New World Order. But behind that is the, here it is again, spirit of the Antichrist and the false prophet spirit of a one world religion. It will be a combination of three world religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all brought together into one world religion. Those three would be combined as a compromise, a mixture. Each of those three religions believes in one God, whereas other religions have many gods. Now, remind you, Revelation 13 says that there's going to be a beast rise like unto a leopard. His feet rest the feet of a bear. His mouth is the mouth of a lion. And I should say the leopard represents Islam. The feet of the bear is Russia. That would represent Christianity. And as the mouth of the lion. And that could also tie into Judaism. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority, meaning that this beast could be Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. It's for sure Christianity and Islam. Possibly Judaism in there too. Now, back to the the uh, the, the warning from Terry Bennett. The one world religion would be presented as a solution to bring peace. When in reality, it would be a compromise and a mixture offered by Satan to turn the world away from the absoluteness that there is no other name under heaven whereby men may be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody who refuses to accept the New World Order religion, will be labeled as a radical, listen to this carefully, I'll say it again, anyone refuses to accept the New One World religion will be labeled as a radical terrorist and a threat to world peace. Seems like these days, if the left doesn't like what you say, you're a racist. Or they say, you're a terrorist. <laughs> So that's what Satan does. He's the accuser, the accuser of the brethren. If he doesn't like you, then he accuses you. Anything that we've done wrong, anything's not just perfect, he accuses us. And the only one that he couldn't accuse, of course, was Jesus, but he still launched accusations at him too. As it goes forward, it will move into murder. It will be declared that a by a religious leader in Europe, hmm, who would that be? A religious leader in Europe, that this person whom they will receive as their governmental leader is God. Who's the person that would declare that? That would be the Pope or I, the false prophet. When in reality, it's actually the Antichrist. 
When there's a religious leader, false prophet, declares this man to be God, I saw hundreds of thousands of Catholics rose up and said no. They resisted what they knew was an attack against the Lord Jesus Christ himself. As a result, many Catholics were murdered. He also saw many Protestants resisting, and they were also put to death in great numbers. Look at this. He saw millions of these resistors. That's us. Put your finger on us, okay? That's us. Put to death and martyred for the refusal to accept the divinity of the Antichrist. Are you ready to die for Jesus? I am, and I believe probably most people watching this are. But if not, better get ready. There will also be resistor nations and tribes of people, even in the European area, who will be unwilling to go down that path. But it was a great, at great, great cost of life that they will resist, and some of them will resist. Satan is going to push for worldwide acceptance of the Antichrist, but he will never be fully accepted. There will be sheep nations that will absolutely resist, and there will be people, groups, who absolutely resist. The people of, for example, Ireland and Scotland will never bow to the Antichrist. Gabriel said, you will see 666, or the beast, or the Antichrist, in your lifetime. You will see the number of men demonically controlled in economics, government, and religion. And when it comes down to religion, that's when the mass martyrdom begins. Terry told me in a private personal conversation that the fall of America would begin in the year 2021. Well, sounds like he was correct on that, too. Now, as a final thing, David Phillips works for Prophecy Clubs. We were working for this uh, eight or ten years. And he has had several dreams and and visions, and I found them to be accurate. Um, He's had several talking to me, and they were absolutely right on. And he is one of them I count as being accurate. So you you can take this to the bank, put on the deposit slip. They'll, They'll take it. So he's had this vision. He calls it called to kill Christians as unbelievers. He says, I was in a church during the service. They called everybody to stand. When I stood up, a vision immediately began. In the vision, I saw what looked to me like a movie screen directly in front of me. Then the left and right sides of the screen expanded at the same time to look like forever. Also, the top and bottom of the movie screen expanded to look like forever. I was no longer thinking about the church service. All I saw or was thinking about was the vision in front of me as it played. The vision that I saw was of a new pope. The new pope I saw was standing in front of a great mass of people in Italy at the Vatican. He was high so he could speak to all the people directly. There was great excitement in the crowd because of this pope, because the papacy had finally returned to Italy. He looked younger. Now, that's interesting, because there's a lot of folks that say this pope right now is going to be the pope of the false prophet. And apparently that's not true. He looked younger than past popes, not frail. He was maybe in his 30s or 40s with dark hair and dark facial hair. Now, here's the key point. He says, what greatly troubled me were the words he was shouting. His words were not of love and kindness as past popes had been. He was threatening and attacking the Protestants, shouting at the true church that must rise up and unite against the Protestants. He was shouting that the Protestants are not true believers, but rather unbelievers. The crowd was shouting with rage and hatred in support of him and his words. He said the penalty for them must be death. I'll say it again. The penalty for them must be death. The people were in complete agreement with this. They had been called to action. 
and the, listen carefully, entire world, say it again, the entire world will now rise up in power to kill Protestants in all nations. The entire world would now rise up to kill Protestants in all nations. Isn't that what the other prophecies are saying? The words he spoke were so frightening. I cannot explain how mere words could be so powerful in developing a reaction. It was unlike anything I'd ever witnessed before. I knew in my heart that he was talking about killing us, the true believers, who are far fewer in number. I knew that what he was saying was the opposite of the truth, but the people believed him. I thought, but we are the true believers. Life on earth had changed forever. I thought, we will now be hunted and killed for our faith around the world. We will now be hunted and killed. We will now be hunted and killed for our faith around the world. I'm not ready for this. All of a sudden, the screens came in and the vision ended. I was standing back in the church, sweating from the vision. I didn't know how long the vision lasted. I was so thankful I was back in church because persecution of the true believers had not yet started. Okay, so the summary I'm trying to make today. The Coverstone dream may, please quote me correctly, may be saying the tribulation started. So I'll say it the other way. I'm not saying that the tribulation started. I am going to be watching very carefully because if this is the tribulation, and if it has started, we're going to see wars, lots of wars, massive wars. Go read Revelation 6, especially the rider on the white horse and the rider on the red horse. It is saying the Antichrist spirit is here. And I don't think it's referring to the same kind of Antichrist that they talked about in the Bible, the scriptures I read 2,000 years ago. The great day of the test of your life is here. Now, I will say that. I believe that this is the mark of the beast. There is no question. The biggest test in every Christian's life is going to be avoiding that mark, and it is not going to be easy to avoid. It also says some Christians will die soon. Don't fear. Revelation 2.10 says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. I think this is talking to us. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried. No pre-trib, no mid-trib, no pre-wrath rapture. No one's getting sucked in the sky to avoid anything. The devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So let me ask you this. Are the clothes of your your wedding clothes, are they clean? Are there spots on your soul? Do you have wine in your soul? Then it's time to ask Jesus to forgive your sins. It's time to ask Jesus to come into your heart and help you clean up. It's time for you to get ready for those things that are coming, my brothers and sisters. If you are hearing this, the only reason you would have made it this far is because your name is in the book of life. Jesus wants you to accept him. But if you don't, he will toss you into the book, lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, soul death. He will do that. He is the righteous judge, and he will judge righteously. Mm-hmm. 